Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. We have another amazing show for you today. Thank you to everyone that keeps coming back. And for those of you that are just now finding out about the show that's powered by Collaborative Solutions Group, uh, where you been? Uh, no, I'm kidding. We just, we, we're glad that you're finally here and we hope that you'll subscribe and be a part of it. And, and, and today we've got a new friend of the program. Um, and it's just like the last several guests. It, it, it's a person who has a real world life and business experience. It's someone that has gone through some of the things that you might be about to go through and right. So we can learn success leaves clues. And so we have another successful person uh, on the program today. And we're going to talk about how to declutter your life, um, how to have more organization, more mindfulness and, and more awareness so that the clutter is in the way of where you're trying to go. Uh, before I introduce our new friend to the program today, uh, we start every show the same way, and that's in prayer. We'll do that here, and, and it's pretty easy. It's just, Lord, we ask that you bless the show, our guest, our sponsors, uh, everything involved. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Okay, folks, we have got uh, Julie, and I'm not going to make the the rookie mistake of mispronouncing the last name, right? I mean, I've done too many of these shows, and we all know if you keep listening, you know this guy's not great with names, but I got the Julie part nailed. See, here's the deal. Julie is an award-winning professional life coach, uh, an organizer. She's passionate about supporting people in clearing clutter in all areas of their lives. She's passionate about helping people get organized and become more mindful and more aware. Uh, she hosts uh, the popular self-help podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Um, and, and she's the author of 14 books, one of which is Got Clutter with a Question Mark. Uh, yeah, that's me. That's you. That's probably most of us. But Julie is on the program. Julie, thank you so much for being here. And can you say the last name? Because I will just mess it up. It's Caraccio. I married a nice Italian boy. <laughs> oh, love it. Julie, thanks for being here. Uh, I always love to ask this first question. I mean, I know your level of expertise. I know the subject matter that you're going to pour into and the tips and tricks that we're going to learn from you today. But I want to know where it started. Like, where did you come from? How did you get from uh, the person that you were to the person that wrote those books, that, that hosts the show and that is an expert in her field today? Well, it started, I had moved from Los Angeles to North Carolina, and I was in, I, my, before this, I was in grant writing for nonprofits and development work, and I was in a really horrible job. And I thought, I don't want to just go get another job. I want to start my own business. So what could I do that I could use my skill set and that I could make money and that I could help people, help change their lives? And so organizing is what I came up with. I'm like, I'm uptight. Always people have said, hey, help me organize. Hey, help me declutter. And I was like, oh, you can actually turn this into a job. And what my aha moment was, I'm very big into personal development. I'm always trying to be the best woman that I can be. And so I had hosted an international internet TV show called Reawaken Your Brilliance, where I'd interview people just like you. What, do you know, what have you gone through? How have you come, overcome challenges? And then I was working with someone who said, 
I just want to talk. And I said, okay, you're the client. And so we ended up talking. Why is the clutter going on? And I, you know, to organize, I booked chunks of time, like four hours, spent the majority of time talking. But once we cleared our clutter, bam, we were able to organize. And so mm. what it, it made sense to me was, ah, you got to declutter first before getting organized. And so yeah. that was kind of a mind shift for me. And I'm like, okay, I need to support people and clearing clutter, and then understanding whatever's going on the outside of your environment is also going in the inside and vice versa. If your yeah. mind's cluttered, you probably have a physical environment that's cluttered. If you're having an emotional reaction to something, you might have mental clutter as well. Mm. Well, what a what an eye-opening moment I would imagine for you, right? So somebody that has these tips and tricks and tools and but but when you realize that those things don't matter so much, all the stuff I'm going to tell people, it's not going to even be that helpful if we don't start with like getting rid of the clutter. How did exactly. you how did you shift in your ability to communicate with people? And because you had to now probably be more patient, right? Because you had to like say, wait a minute, I can't actually get to solving stuff with them until. So now you have to like be patient, which I am not the most patient person. I would imagine you're probably, you've gotten good at it if you weren't already. I think that comes from all my personal growth work because I know I'm a much different person than I was last year, five years, 10, 15 years Mm. ago. And so if I have compassion for myself, I can have compassion for others. Oh, that's a great way to look at that. Uh, How do we how do we best declutter? I mean, there's a million how to's and, 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 and how can you curate for us maybe some of the best tips and some of the best strategies, assuming the person agrees with you, right? Assuming they just say, you know what? You're right. I got to get rid of this clutter. What's some of the things they need to work on first, second, and third? Well, what's bothering you? I would look at right off the bat, for instance, If you say you have a deadline, like you're going to, hey, I'm getting these groovy new shelves in my garage and they're coming to install them on November 1st. Well, I have to move the clutter so they can get in there and install the shelf. If you might be, if you don't have an impending deadline, maybe you're not paying your mortgage every month. Mm. And because you, your office is in total chaos and you can't find the bills to pay. Well, your office is what I'm going to declutter and get recognized. Or if you're having health challenges and you're not eating well, then maybe it's a kitchen that needs to get organized and decluttered. So I would say if you have an impending deadline or start with driving you nuts, or if there's a crisis going on, like not paying your mortgage on time, that's the first step. Now, when people have clutter, they're overwhelmed. So the next step I'm going to say is break it down into manageable steps. Don't say, oh my gosh, I've got to organize the entire office or, oh my gosh, (laughs) I've got to organize my entire home. Start small and build from there. Those are the, right off the bat the two things that I'd suggest. Um, yeah, but what if we're not great at um, measuring things? Here's what I mean. I, people use these terms sometimes. It drives me nuts when they say um, all the time every day, like these absolutes, right? Those folks tend to um, minimize and maximize things, right? So something that's small, they see it as big or maybe something big, they go, oh, I could do that in two minutes. And it's like, well, wait a minute, (laughs) that's, that's not a two minute project. And so how about those of us that are maybe not the best at measuring what's big and what's small? How do we, how do we know how we're, 
we're, we're going to your strategy the right way. And we're not picking something that's ginormous. And then we get overwhelmed and we just give up on your strategy, right? I, I'm sure there's people, you know, like that. Sure. Well, first I want to say is, I also don't want you to go in the opposite direction and say, oh, I'm going to organize my office someday, which by the way, yeah. your office looks really nice as I can see it. Oh, and so oh, I just would like to give you kudos for that. Uh, so thank you. Don't go, go to the other extreme and say, I'm going to do it someday because then mm. it's never going to, someday's never going to come. So I would say create within your time frame. You can't, like you said, not everyone can devote every day. So maybe if you can't do 10 or 15 minutes a day, you can say, hey, I can take out a weekend to work on this, or I can take two hours on Saturday, two hours on Sunday. So let's use your office, for example, because you have you know, business as your focus. So instead of saying, like, oh my gosh, I have to do the office. What I mean by chunking it down is, okay, looking at mine or looking at yours. Okay. You have the you have your books. So maybe that's one step. And you say, I'm going to declutter my books. And then I'm going to declutter my, my files. And then I'm going to declutter your credenza, mm. you know? And so in my office, again, like the bookshelf, looking at my desk, looking at my built-ins. And so looking at it piece by piece. And again, like saying just the office, let's not say the whole house, let's just do the office. Got it. And then, okay, you know what? I'm really intimidated by my bookshelf, my, my bookcase. So I'm going to do one bookshelf today. And the sense. other thing I would say, people are really not good at estimating the time that it takes. One of the reasons when I do physical decluttering and organizing is I like to work in a four-hour shift because people have no concept of time. And then you have these shows like Hoarders in 48 minutes, you have a house full of stuff and wow, in 48 minutes, it's gone. And you know, they don't see the weeks and the months and everything and the team of 10 people doing the everything. Work. The work right. it took. Yeah. Right. So there's an unrealistic expectation of time. So what I say is estimate and then double. And if you have extra time, fantastic. You can go exercise or treat yourself to something and you have time left over, but always double the amount of time that you think it's going to take. Because remember, most people don't declutter. They haven't mm. decluttered in 10, 15, 20 years. It took that long yeah. to create all that stuff. It's not going to get done in a weekend. Yeah, man. What about the person that goes through the experience of decluttering and then they realize whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, I mean, we're, we're using the example, but I think your, I think your point is so spot on that, that just the art of decluttering any segment of the human experience really now gives the opening to a pathway of, of getting somewhere in life. Right. So, but what, what do you do with the person maybe that has the experience and because of the results, it kind of fuels them to keep doing it, right? Like now I'm a believer. Right? So mm -hmm. I did it and there's proof in the pudding. How do you deal with uh, the person who who has that, um, but but maybe then doesn't go back to it, right? I mean, they just don't honor the commitment to consistency because there's those folks too, right? I did it. It's amazing. I know it works. And then you go, but then why, then why aren't you continuing to do it? Right. I know those people, I know you do too. And some of our listeners are like, Oh my gosh, I know what I should be doing. I've done it before and it worked. Why am I not doing it? How do those people break some of those mental blocks? Well, one thing I would suggest is what is clutter costing you? I'm going to give you a business example. I would I started my business in 2009. I was just starting out and someone said, Hey, I referred you to speak. So I'm like, yes, I want to do more speaking. 
So I emailed the person, hey, so-and-so from All Excited. And she wrote back, and you could feel this in the email. And she said, yeah, your friend overbooked herself on two speaking engagements. And I already filled it because we had planned on having her and she messed up. So now you've destroyed that relationship, right? That mm. person's never going to ask her to speak again. So what is clutter costing you? That's one of the things you have to have an honest conversation with yourself. And then kind of also a part of that is what will motivate you? Wow, so I'm going to stop fighting with my spouse or wow, I'm going to get more clients because I organize my scheduling system and I make it easier for people to book an initial consult with me mm. instead of, you know, trying to find something. I can't tell you how many times I've people, I said, you know what, now's not a good time, but will you follow up with me? And they never do because they're not organized and they have too much clutter. So you yeah. have to find out what is it costing you and what mm, will it motivate you to change? That's good. What is it costing you? Right. I mean, that's, I think that how often should we ask ourselves that? Like, should, should there ever be a day, a week that goes by that we don't think about that kind of question? I think it's a powerful I, question. I wouldn't. I mean, I think, yeah. but my goal in life is to be the best version of me. And I used to have this false belief. Oh, I'll reach something. I never knew what that was, sure. but I'm like, I'm hopefully until the day I die, I'm going to continue to be the best woman that I can be. And so I need to have self-examine, self-examination. Yeah. So for me, awareness plus action equals change. Because I know there are people listening who are like, oh, I want to change my life, but they either lack the awareness or they lack taking action. There's one of that equation that's missing. And then people wonder, why doesn't my life change? Well, you're not aware and you're not taking action. That's why. Either yeah. or. Um, I always try to ask successful people, you know, where have you learned because of missing the boat, right? Missing the mark, failure. One of my favorite authors is is John Maxwell in his book. Uh, he says, uh, sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. <laughs> so like sometimes through failure or missing the mark, we, we learn some of our, our greatest strategies. And I think sometimes when we have people on the show and they they hear, oh, wow, this person's a published author and they have certifications and they're successful. Um, they think this person's never, they've never missed the mark. They've never come up short. And so now it becomes not relatable. And, and, and what we always find when I ask this question is that's probably not the case. We're all human. Um, how in the world have you learned, Julie, through maybe some miscues or, um, you know, just, just took a left and when I should have taken a right, um, maybe there's some strategy that we can learn through that. Would you mind sharing one or two of those for sure. us? Sure. Well, gosh, have I, def I don't like the term making a mistake because like, as you mentioned a moment ago, I look at it as a lesson learned because yeah. I don't want to cut up and get caught up in beating myself up. So gosh, like one thing you mentioned, so writing the book. So ages ago, I listened to someone else didn't follow myself. And they said, Oh, do it this way. And I created this course, which was more like a book like thing. And I'm like, I charged way too much money. And it didn't feel right to me because, you know, I get frustrated when I see all these get rich and you want $25,000 client. I'm like, I don't want a $25,000 client. I mean, you know, okay. Yes. I guess if you were a billionaire and had a ton of money to burn, but I, I just, uh, just for me, that doesn't work for me. And so anyway, I listened to this advice and it didn't work. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to scrap that. I'm going to start over. But I love what I did. I sold way more of the books than I ever did with that course where I didn't follow my own advice. I would also say mm. 
another example of why it's important to follow your advice. When I first started, I'm very interested in the environment. I said, I'm going to be a sustainable organizer. And people are like, you're going to fail. There is, you're in North Carolina. There's no way just, you know, end it now. I said, okay, well, maybe I will and maybe I won't. But I ended up winning awards from that because I followed my own advice. So I would say, mm. follow your, and I'm not saying don't seek wisdom, don't talk to people. You need to be smart, do your research, but ultimately, you have the answers within and to trust that feeling. So I would say that would would be a large part that I had to learn. And not to, you know, I talked about a moment ago about the $25,000 client and the opposite end, not selling yourself too cheap because mm. there's always someone out there who's going to want to get something for free. So you're good at what you do. So honor that. And knowing that I couldn't do it all. Like I try to do too many things at the beginning. Like I try to do web maintenance and, you know, no, just no, I needed to hire some from that. So understanding sure. what my skills were and building a team around me to support me in doing that. That's smart. I, I got to agree with you on that one. I kind of learned the hard way in the beginning um, of, of thinking, well, you know, I'm pretty good at most of these things. I'll do most of these things. And then you realize the difference between pretty good and, <laughs> yes. and, and, and good enough to charge, uh, good yes. enough to, to have a polished product. I, I learned that the hard way myself. Um, talk to us a little bit about, about some of your books. I, I know two that really jump out is got clutter. And then you have a, a 365 journal, um, s- prompts series. So, so tell us a little bit about got clutter and, and where folks can get it and what they can learn from that book. Sure. So they can find them on Amazon. They're available in a ton of places where you can get ebooks. And of course, on my site, reawakenyourbrilliance.com. I, so I created the whole series around that because as I mentioned a moment ago, you have the answers within. When I work mm. with people, I see myself as holding space and supporting them to access their wisdom as well as guiding them. And so this is for people who are kind of self-starters, do it yourself, and it's taking you through At the beginning, I say, you know what, here's some guidelines, like take the time to do this right. And something that I did differently in the journal prompts I haven't seen elsewhere is on the right side of the page, I have a lotus. And so after you've answered the question, I encourage you because people have clutter or overwhelm, go back through and pick out what is most important. And again, that's about breaking it down and making the steps manageable and easy. And so then after you've done all the prompts, I tell you at the end, how do you create goals? How do you take this and take this action to move forward to change your life? And so I'm very passionate about it. I have one for holiday, for spiritual, for mental, emotional, you know, all of that, finances, health, because there are different areas, clutters everywhere. So whatever area you're trying to work on, there's probably a journal prompt book. And then the other books, or if you need a little more hand-holding and go into a little more detail with take actions, again, to get you moving forward or you know, to remove your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter. Yeah. And one of the things I like the, the best is, um, you know, on your website, you say clutter doesn't have to own you, right? Like, cause mm-hmm. I can imagine getting excited about decluttering and, and seeing all the different categories. It was pretty kind of eye opening on your website to just look at the different categories that you help people with. I didn't realize there were so many areas that, yeah, I've got clutter in that area. Even holiday, you just mentioned 
oh my gosh, every time the holiday comes around, there, there's so much clutter in what we're going to do. It's noisy. Mm-hmm. It's a noisy, mentally emotional time. There, there's all these different tasks. I'm probably not exercising time management and I'm not consolidating and all of that. And so just seeing that brought some awareness for me. And I would encourage folks, uh, reawakenyourbrilliance.com is going to be such a, a, a great resource for you. But you talked about clutter does not have to own you. And, and if you get excited about this subject matter, as I'm really in this interview doing, I could, I could see how it, you, you'd almost think that like the art of decluttering will now become a whole nother major project, right? It's like mm-hmm. the, thing that, the thing that was supposed to make things less is now owning me and, and overwhelming me. And, and I could see this analysis paralysis kick in, right? Um, mm-hmm. Right. And so <clears throat> what I'd love to do, um, Julie, I'd love to have you kind of speak to that with us. Um, uh, we, we're just going to take just a quick break. We, we always pause just here in the middle and just remind folks, there's a really uh, awesome group of organizations and brands that support the show that sponsor what we're doing so that we can keep inviting people like Julie to come on the program. So friends, just pause, uh, take a quick look at team-csg.com and click on the solutions from the huddle tab so that you can see all the really cool companies like MS Digital Solutions and uh, Grease Monkey and Novant Health and all the other folks that are amazing. Click their logo, learn more about them, and you'll know why we stand next to them. Uh, they believe in personal development and professional growth, just like just like I do, just like our, our new friend here, Julie. Um, okay, so when you go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, uh, right here on the homepage, it's like it smacks you in the face right away. Clutter does not have to own you. Like, I love that because I started getting a little anxiety listening to all the things I need to declutter. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I read that and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I, maybe I don't have to freak out. So Julie, talk to us a little bit about that. Like how do we make sure it doesn't end up owning us? Right. Here's what I tell people. I'll tell this story. I had just started my business and I walked in, I'd helping this woman. She needed her whole house decluttered and organized. And I'd done several rooms. And then I got to the pantry This was the biggest pantry I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, my goodness. It had to have been six, seven feet tall. And it's like my brain went dead. It's like I couldn't think of anything. And so I just stopped, closed my eyes, and took a couple deep breaths. So Mm -hmm. that is what one of the first things I always say to people. When you're completely overwhelmed and out of your element, stop, close your eyes, and take a couple deep breaths. And that allows you to get centered. It allows you to get calm. And then you can open your eyes and get started. So it's kind of like the house analogy or the business analogy. Instead of thinking, oh, my gosh, I got all these things. Okay, we'll get centered. And what do I need to work on first? And remember, you're perfectly imperfect. You're always going to be a work in progress. So if something's really bugging you, you know, just, you know, wow, I get angry. I just gave someone the middle finger who cut me off in traffic and come on in the scheme of life, maybe I was in their blind spot. Like, is that, and I'm going to zero and 60 of anger in five seconds. Hmm, Maybe that's an area that I need to do a little more digging on. What's it really Mm. about? Maybe it's sadness that I'm really Mm. sad about something and it's just coming out as anger. So it's just in the moment, what one thing can I do right now? And I'd encourage everyone listening after you've listened to this interview, what one step can you take to clear your clutter? Maybe mm. it is something as simple as, okay, I'm going to write on the schedule that this Saturday I'm going to spend two hours decluttering my closet. 
or you know what, I'm going to reach out to my pastor or someone in my church or my synagogue or my spiritual center and say, hey, I really think I'm struggling with forgiveness. Can we talk about mm. it? You know, it's wow. just something like that, taking that first step. And as I mentioned at some point, when, when you work on that spiritual clutter or that physical clutter, it affects everything. When you lighten the burden of jealousy, it's going to be easier to clear your your clutter in your closet. When you're mm. able to forgive someone, you know, that's going to help you let go of that anger that's been inside of you. It all, it right. affects everything. That's so true. And, and I agree. You started off this interview t- telling us um, that there was a correlation between the emotional and mental side of clutter and the physical side of clutter. And when you said that, I thought, man, and you just kind of brought it home full circle right there. But man, I think that's so true that when we are emotionally and mentally jammed up and, and it's, it's not so much that we have too much, it's just maybe not in the right place. And, and, and then you see like, Oh, the garage is a mess. And it's probably not because I don't know how to move boxes. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably because like there's some mental and emotional stress that's going on in our day to day. The awareness that you've brought to that subject matter is pretty powerful. Uh, wh- where uh, where can we where can we get some of the other books as well? So we mentioned two of them. Here I read fourteen. Is it fourteen? Is that the number? It's 14. I'll have another one coming out at the end of the year, beginning of the year and more next year as well. Well, tell us where, um, where we want to start with some of those other books that we didn't mention. Uh, you know, where's the, what's the third book that makes sense to get. And also talk to us a little bit about what it was like, even being an author. We have a lot of listeners that go, I have a book inside of me. And I always love to have authors on the program because, um, I've come to know that, the reason that folks don't publish something is out of fear or mm-hmm. a lack of confidence or clutter, right. Or distractions. Right. Um, and I know that uh, tell us the third book we need to read of yours that we didn't mention, but then also tell us what, what it was like to kind of pen to paper uh, your, your, your tips and tricks and strategies. Well, first of all, I want to encourage anyone listening. You can do it. You can write your book. I would say so the clear your clutter inside and out has a companion workbook and then 12 or our uh, journal prompts. Again, I've mentioned multiple categories. And if you're really struggling with clutter, the book that's coming out is going to be a 21 day challenge to jumpstart you to declutter your life. This is really basic, Mm. really broken it down. If people are like, oh my gosh, I'm just so overwhelmed. This book is designed for you. And again, awareness and action and then a plan to move forward. Mm. I would say to, and if, if you go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, my web person, because I can't do this, <laughs> has it, you know, has it, you can shop by category and it gets all the descriptions. They're on Amazon. I have a love-hate relationship with Amazon, but they're on <laughs> Amazon as well. I'm gonna okay. say, I, w- I would say do it. You need to set aside time. And this is one of those things we've talked about, you know, feeling like, especially I'm a solopreneur, I don't want to have employees, but having a good team around you, hire a pro to do your cover, make sure it's grammatically checked, make sure it is checked for content. Like you might write something. I know I'm one of those people, I'll talk to my husband and I'm here at A and A and then the next sentence is E and he's like, whoa, where did B, C and D go? So sometimes when you write, you Hmm. might do that as well. So you want to make sure that someone's checking that. That's kind of like, 
If you clear the clutter and you're organized, you're going to be a more successful author because you can say, okay, I can devote the time or I'm going to block time. And you know what? If it, it took me years to get published, I did a draft and then let it sit. And as organized as I am, structure was always a problem with me. And so I spent a lot of time. How do I want to structure this? And make sure when you have someone read a draft that it's someone that loves you, that you trust, and is going to give you constructive criticism. My best friend, I sent her a super rough draft, and I will never do that again. And she could have been like, OMG, this is the worst thing ever. But she said, you know what? You've got a lot here, but it needs some work, but was able to mm -hmm. say, blah, 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 blah. And so it didn't discourage me. And so many times we'll have someone in our life and we'll give them too much weight and they'll say, oh mm. man, this sucks. You can't be an author. And I disagree with that. There's, you know, you have your abilities, you have your talent, and there are people who want that, who's like, you know what, I need to learn more about this. And so I'm a huge proponent, do it. And the thing, my less my love-hate thing with Amazon, it allows you to self-publish, you know, and you it allows hmm. you to, people I've never met have found my books on Amazon. Uh, the other thing, this is a tip I want people, buy your own ISBNs. That's super important. Because Amazon will say, hey, you can use ours, but then they own your book. So mm -hmm. you want to make sure if you, that meaning that you can only publish it if I understand everything correctly. So because I own the ISBNs, I could put it on draft to digital. I can put it on Google Play Books. I can, you know, get it into libraries. I can do whatever I want because I own the ISBN. So that's super important. Wow. Those are great steps. Um, tell all of the listeners as we conclude our, our, our interview, how do they take the next step, right? So say, say someone has listened and they said, oh my gosh, you have absolutely talked to me about a subject I need to address. And the few tips you've given me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put those into practice, but, but, but maybe they want to continue the conversation. Um, and my hope is that they're going to they're gonna grab a copy of Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out Action Steps for Freedom uh, from Physical, Mental, uh, Emotional, and Spiritual Clutter. But I hope they, they take action on that. But what are the next steps you want to tell the audience, whether it's a website or an email address, or uh, I noticed your website, you even gracious enough to extend a free strategy session with them. What are the next steps uh, you want the audience to do? They can check me out at reawakenyourbrilliance.com. It links to all my social media. The podcast is also video. So I have that on YouTube as well. If you are mm. more visual and then see what I have to offer. I have classes, books, you know, whether you're do it yourself or you want to schedule that free 15 minute consultation, I'd love to support you. And I, I would like to say one final thing to everyone. You are good enough. You are worthy and you are loved no matter what. And don't allow anyone else to tell you otherwise. Man, do I believe in that. Oh my gosh. Uh, for, right from your lips to uh, everyone's ears, my, my hope. Ju uh, thank you so much, Julie, for being on the program. Uh, I really appreciate you. And, and I hope maybe in the future, maybe you'll come back and uh, tell us about that book once you get it published. Anytime. I'd be honored to be here. And thank you for sharing your gifts with the world and being a resource for people. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.